Hi, I'm Taylor. And I'm Maddie. And it's time for another episode of Sisters Who Posh. We are two sisters who love thrifting. And have been reselling online for the past few years. We are sharing all of our best tips and tricks along the way. As well as setting goals and updating our progress each week. With brand new episodes every Tuesday. Hello, hello. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a very special episode of Sisters Who Posh, plus a guest. <laughs> a very secret guest. <laughs> you guessed it yet? Who could it be? It's not in the show notes. Just kidding. <laughs> All jokes aside, back by popular demand, today we have Shelby she is a mom she has very stylish children and she's going to share all her tips for shopping and selling on facebook buy sell trade group yes it is a great conversation very informative she walks through kind of how the sales work start to finish and yeah can't wait for everyone to hear it but before we get into that what is going on with this week for you not too much. Um, I mean, what is new with me? Not too much new. Um, yeah, I feel like February is going so fast. The month is like, we're like two thirds way through already. And like the month, the month for me, I don't know how it's been for everyone else. But for me, it's been pretty slow the first half of the month. So I'm trying to brainstorm some ways I can like drive sales the last, you know, maybe 10 days here of the month. Yeah, so I have a few ideas. I, To be honest, it's like whenever I go out of town and I didn't do the best job like prepping before, which AKA me going to California earlier, I was only gone a few days, but it's just like, I feel like I'm feeling that lag right now. Just the sales are not rolling in how they were in January. I've been taking it a little bit easy. So I need to get, get back on my work grind a little bit here. So I think I'm gonna challenge myself to really consistently listing here we're recording this episode a little behind the scenes on february 19th not <laughs> sure when it will come out so i have a few days left in the month to get my act together i'm gonna really try for my goal of 15 new listings per day nice i think i'm gonna give myself see right now i don't have too much unlisted inventory that i'm holding on to tomorrow is actually president's day the post office is closed so i can't really do my shipping so maybe my plan will be, I think what I'm going to do is do some sourcing tomorrow and Tuesday, really go hard. And then start on starting on Tuesday, the rest of the month, commit to like those 15 new listings a day. You know, even if I can't quite save my February the way I might want to, at least I'm setting up for a strong March then. Yes. Yeah. I feel like it's an interesting time of year right now with like, Getting to the point where people are going to start thinking about spring clothes and like Easter outfits and like pastels and all of that. So True. any items you can pick up in those categories are just going to help you down the road. I, I noticed even on Poshmark when it has like the like trending items, all of them the other day when I was looking at it were like 
kind of like spring break, vacation, swimming suit kind of outfits. Yeah, like which, spring shopping is here, even if the weather yeah. hasn't necessarily followed yet. I don't think yeah. people are shopping fall, winter really anymore. I think it's over. And I don't know that I've made the choice to like shift my mentality with sourcing or like even like the way I'm merching my Poshmark closet. Like I think I could go through with a fine tooth comb, do some like relist, delist, refresh for spring. So I think that'll yeah. be a really good focus for me this last 10 days. And I encourage anyone who wants to, who's feeling the same way as me, sales have been slow. Feel free to join me. Try to list what you can the last few days of February and then we'll be springing into March. What is new with you? So I have an update that's very relevant to this episode because more behind the scenes, we prepared for this episode with our very special guest Shelby yesterday. And it's all about the Facebook buy, sell trade groups. And I was very inspired. <laughs> so <laughs> last night, I, I, I don't really like know a lot of like baby brands. My baby's not here yet. So I don't even know what like brands are going to work best for her at this point. So I'm kind of just flying blind still here. But I'm I, jo of her pants. I joined a kind of like groups that were like multiple brands or like kind of just like girl clothes in general. So it wasn't anything like too specific yet. But I made a purchase like right before we started recording. There was like a a sale that was going to be happening and I did the little like F in the comments which we'll talk about more oh. with Shelby <laughs> so I knew it was going to be coming and there was two items that I ended up buying and oh my gosh you bought stuff I bought I bought two items I'm kind of I think I nailed it well we'll see what Shelby thinks but the first item was a kite baby sleep sack um the like medium thickness and it was pink it was just so cute $15 I thought that was a pretty good price and then I also got for $8 these Carhartt overalls that are pink <laughs> oh my gosh is your baby well. cool I, I I know I showed Bjorn the items I got and he was like oh my gosh yeah we can get her like a puffball hat like yeah, she's going to be styling. So I, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how much more shopping I do on there. But so far, it's been really fun. I did have one little snag happen where I was just so eager. And I paid the invoice on PayPal. And then I realized, like, I have no idea what address I have associated with my PayPal account. And it was many uh addresses oh ago that was listed so i was quickly trying to change that and messaging the seller being like if it if it shows a dallas address it's right <laughs> was it basketball maddie no <laughs> thankfully no that would be humiliating but Maddie's screen name from elementary school <laughs> <laughs> bit of a sports girly <laughs> Yes, but we got the whole address thing figured out. So now I'll be set up like for next time and everything. But that is a tip if you're joining, if you're inspired like I was from this episode and you join these groups and start paying with PayPal, make sure your address is up to date. Mm. 
Well, that is a perfect segue. We are going to now turn it over to our interview with Shelby. Hope you all enjoy. She is just oh, like overflowing with tips, knowledge, all about these buy-sell trade groups. And yeah, she really walks you through the whole process of start to finish having your sale on there and just different things to be on the lookout for. Definitely. All right, that brings us to our main event today, which we are joined by our very special guest. Our cousin Shelby is back by popular demand. And she is coming today to tell us all about Facebook Marketplace buy sell trading. She has been a buyer and a seller, mostly for children's clothes for her two boys. And yeah, we're just dying to learn more. Thank you. I'm happy to be here as always. Both her boys have the cutest style. You'll have to follow her on Instagram after you hear this episode because yeah. Okay. So the first thing we wanted to talk to you about is, okay, Maddie and I have don't have any experience with selling on Facebook buy, sell, trade groups. We've only ever used like marketplace. After talking to you, even just writing some of the questions for this outline, it's like a whole nother underworld, underbelly that we didn't even know existed. So we're excited to learn more. Can you just tell us a little bit, just like an overview of these Facebook buy, sell, trade groups that you're a part of and like how you found them, all of that? Yes, buy, sell, trade groups are another avenue for being able to list your items and are really super popular for reselling. So chances are, if you've ever sold anything on Facebook Marketplace, you've maybe been prompted to also list your item in a buy, sell, trade group that is local to your area. So like a, a buy, sell, trade for your city here or surrounding areas, that that would be another local avenue meet up in person and get sales. But then buy, sell, trade groups also exist for so many different categories and specific brands or a specific niche. So there are hundreds of thousands of different groups. Each group has their own set of rules. Read um, before being allowed to join and listed out of the different payment methods that are I stumbled across the buy, sell, trade groups after having my first son back in 2020 and started buying and selling a lot of his clothes in the groups. Love it. Can you walk us through what you do for a sale? Like what are the steps? What kind of prep do you have to do? What does it look like and how does that all work? I'm in a whole bunch of different groups depending on a lot of the different kids brands of clothes that we're buying or selling. So within these groups, there are different rules on what days you can list items that are outside of the brand for that specific group. So if I'm going to make a sale, typically gather my inventory of what I'm wanting to sell. And usually that's right now items that either didn't fit in the right season for us or just were goofy fitting or weren't things that we were vibing with <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> that I have a whole like box or a laundry basket of stuff that I just take quick pictures of. And thing is, is that the pictures really don't have to be fancy. Actually, they're like discouraged from being edited just since that can give like the wrong color mm. in the action. But 
people like do the bare minimum for when taking their pictures. So it's it's fun. A lot of the work that you put into making your pictures stand out in your listings on like posh that is like opposite here. I think that's kind of a perk. There's just not as much um, that goes into taking the photos. Um, and all of the pictures open um, in my notes app and just write a really brief description about each. Um, I'll list like the a price and the brand. And um, something that's, I think, unique to the buy, sell, trade groups is just a lot of the different lingo that you have to be aware of when, when listing your items. You know, if it's new with tags, you would abbreviate that to NWT or excellent used condition would be EUC. Item has stains or holes of any kind or extra wash wear, it would be listed as PLAY condition. Go through each item, jot down the notes in my note app, and then I will post that will be posted in the group. Depending on the group, you have to either take pictures like so I would maybe like lay on the floor and take one big like overhead shot of them. Or um, in some groups, I'll kind of even take screenshot of my like Instagram page so that you can see like kind of our style of mm, clothes. Yeah. And not necessarily like that we're selling those items, but you kind of then can get an idea of the style of clothes that we do have. So that's kind of like the main picture then would be like a screenshot or a few pictures it can be kind of whatever you want and then you would just draft your post they typically require like a start time for when you'll start listing your items you'll want to list out the brands that you're selling the size range of the items you're selling sometimes people will do you know anything under or everything under 25 dollars people will sometimes add like a two for 20 dollar sale to it if you are planning on bundling your items, you would want to list that in your description too. Like if someone was going to purchase more than one item, you could give like a $2 or $3 off bundle price. So that way kind of getting more inventory sold by having an incentive for each buyer. And then again, depending on the Facebook group, the prices that you list to be with shipping included. So you'll just want to figure out kind of what the price that you're hoping to make out of each sale would be and add in um, a shipping estimate for that item in order to make the best price. Nice. Luckily, kids' clothes are relatively small, so the shipping hopefully is pretty yes. light for a lot of these yes. sales. Um, one thing going back to the abbreviation, so since preparing for this episode yesterday, I've joined a couple groups and <laughs> I noticed people saying F on the post, which I'm guessing means following. Yep. Is that true? <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes people were being like F comma, like like when it starts or something. And then they go through and like it when they start adding all of the stuff so then you are kind of notified as well is is that yep. something you've seen so oh the God. seller then goes through once they start adding the items they'll like the the f comments oh, <laughs> so then like that little... person gets a notification that it's like starting <laughs> starting Send a little receipt yeah <laughs> <laughs> love it yeah so some of them can be like really 
like aggressive cutthroat like especially um once you're in the groups for a while you'll you'll to find items that people are selling or um, someone that has sold frequently in the group and does a really good job people will yeah comment following or f under um, the post so that that way they want to be notified or want to follow along on the items that you're listing know that you have a cool post or like people are interested in what you're going to sell when you have a lot of people that are commenting that F or following a kind of a little boost to your ego as you're like starting as the seller, paying attention and wanting to see what you're about to post. And then as the seller, um, you'll go through and like their comments before you start listing. And then that way um, that you're beginning so that they can be following along and watching what you're posting live so that they can claim it with their email address that is associated with their PayPal account right below. I know a lot of the groups require PayPal as their main payment method. Um, I know a couple of them will allow like Venmo transactions um, or if you're local that you could still do like a local meetup instead, but actually like the most secure payment method um, that I've seen in the groups. So if you want to buy the item, you comment your PayPal email address or like your email address associated with your PayPal account. And that tells the person that you want to buy it. So then like, I guess what happens then once you kind of yeah, have a couple so, of sales made? Yep. So that's like a great sign when someone leaves their PayPal email address because then they are, or their email address associated with their PayPal account. Oh, so that's like their commitment to buying the item. Sometimes people will just like land underneath and ask a question about the item, which is super common too. But when they leave that email address, that's when you like know you've made a sale and you can go ahead and open the PayPal app and create an invoice to send that person to their email. Um, and it's super easy on the PayPal app. I know that in require the PayPal goods and services transactions, which just adds that extra layer of protection on the sales. There is a small fee associated with the goods and service transactions versus there's like a friends and family transaction that doesn't have any fees, but then it's not as um, like secure or if someone didn't, um, they wouldn't be able to file a claim on that item through PayPal if you did it through a friends and family transaction. So a lot of the groups I'm in um, don't allow friends and family transactions just because like we are shopping with strangers as buyers. Um, so you really just don't want to get scammed in the end, uh, which is why I just always use that goods and services transactions for that. And the fee is 2.89% of the sale plus 49 cents in addition. So if you're selling a $20 item, seller would be responsible for paying PayPal $1.07 of their sale. So yeah, that's a, that's a pro of using the buy, sell, trade groups for selling. Definitely. So you had mentioned, you know, when you're preparing the description, there's certain like terminology, 
that comes into play with describing the condition of the clothes? Is there like other things you would include in that or anything, anything yes. there? So I'm glad you brought that up because especially in the world of kids resale clothes, people will want to know what kind of laundry detergent was used in your home when you're washing the clothes or if the dryer has ever been used. I know um, so weird when I first joined, but it mm -hmm. actually makes a lot of sense now. I feel like we wash everything in like free and clear detergent. So we don't have fragrances here, but I can definitely tell when I buy items and they are with a fragrance. I can tell if the detergent that was used had fragrance in it. And I can see where in certain families that would not be a good thing if kids have different allergies or, you know, are sensitive to different smells or I've found it recommend to anyone to just use a free and clear detergent that does not have any fragrances when they're washing kids clothes. I even, I told this to Maddie too, but I totally suggest not using Dreft laundry detergent that they try to market for baby clothes. Um, mm. It's just, it's, it is very fragrant. And um, I've seen a lot of just like say it doesn't do anything different than normal laundry detergent. It's just kind of like a scam that they can sell um, a baby specific laundry detergent. So anyways, I would just stick to free and clear detergent in general and when selling kids clothes. But a lot of times you'll have to list that in the description. And then also um, a requirement in most of the groups I'm in is listing that you are a smoke free pet free or pet friendly home. So listing those home disclosures of knowing it's going to come from a smoke free home or if there's pets in the home that you're listing, like I always share, we have one dog that way. Again, if there's really severe allergies or whatever it might be, like they would know not to buy any of your items by listing those home disclosures out. Definitely. Yeah, that makes sense. Especially little babies with baby clothes and stuff like they have such sensitive skin, can't have any irritants. Right. And then another thing that I'll always make sure to point out, because I would say like 90% of the boys clothes are used um, before they come to us. So when I'm making the sales, I will always write NFO, which stands for not first owner kind of another layer of like, I didn't use fragrant detergent here in our house, but I can't guarantee that the people before us didn't or that it wasn't put in the dryer at the other person's house before it came to right. us. Um, it just kind of like adds that little like, I didn't buy this newest tag. So it's like, now you're going to be the second or more owner of this. I feel like that'd be a good tip even for like Maddie and I selling just, you know, on Poshmark and stuff, because a lot of times people will ask and be like, yeah. oh, like what kind of detergent do you use? Or like, have, has this been washed or worn? And that NFO can be my new go-to for that situation. Yes, yes. And then the <laughs> other one that I'll see quite a bit, like if someone is asking a question um, before they claim the item, or sometimes people will claim an item and they'll ask like, you know, how does this item run pending leave their PayPal email? Like based off of your answer, they will either they'll buy it or they'll pass. So a mm -hmm. lot of times you'll see 
you'll see people put TTS true to size. We talked about this too, that I just feel like for true to size, that can mean so many different things, especially with babies and kids and they grow so differently. And our boys are big and long. Um, so what is true to size for us is not always true to size for somebody else, but TTS you, that we'll see quite a bit um, for like the acronyms that I didn't know what it was at first either. So many gotcha. acronyms with reselling. It's like, we did a whole episode of a glossary for like the Poshmark ones. And I feel like you could do a whole sub one on these Facebook groups for kids too. There's yeah. so many. Yes. Um, we had another question about when you're having one of those sale weekends, you're making a whole bunch of these sales, hopefully. People are buying multiple of your, your listings and making bundles. Do you have a way of like, or like what's your system for like keeping organized on that? Or like, do you have a mm. best practice in place? Yeah, that's a great question. I recruit the help of my husband, Mike, when Perfect. we're making sales, I kind of have him like jotting down either in an Excel spreadsheet or like the PayPal invoice as I like list off um, from like the notes page that I have for each person that is making sales or that's buying the item. Yeah, it can be a lot, especially like when you find someone that has the items that are the size that you want and the style that you're looking for. It's super common that you would buy more than one. And so bundle all the time. So as an incentive, I always kind of give like a, at least a $3 off any additional items bundle I, um, deal. And then I'll kind of always put at the end of my sales post too that I'm open to offers, especially on bundles, just like as you guys would, you know, accepting a, a bundle on Poshmark for five items, you would give like a pretty steep discount that clears out a lot of True. your inventory. And it's only, it's only going to one person and you only have to create one shipping label. So I always try to give like really good deals for people that are bundling multiple items. And luckily I've been on the receiving end of that too. And you know, people are always pretty gracious about giving a pretty good deal when you're bundling and buying multiple items. Awesome. Any other tips for buying and selling in these kind of Facebook marketplace kids specific groups? I think that like once you dive into it and find the groups that you like the best or, have, you know, like really cool items that you are excited about getting and you're excited about posts. Um, I've found a couple, so I've gotten to a point now where there's probably like a handful that I get notified when they're posting in the group, I can know to comment following on this or that way I'm getting notified ahead of time of this list, um, just because it can, and I think once you join, it's like opening this whole like world that you didn't know existed. <laughs> People are like kind of crazy. I haven't seen anyone like getting into fights or anything where like adrenaline is there and like, can be very competitive, like the fastest person to list your, to claim the item. So I actually, um, in your first or second season, when you guys were talking the keyboard shortcuts. So I've created like my um, email address that's with me. I have a keyboard shortcut associated with it. So that way I just have to type like, but it's like really fun and really addicting when you start like winning the 
it can get a little bit out of control if you don't like tone it back down. But um, I've met actually a lot of other moms that have kids that are similar age to my boys on Instagram. It's just been like a fun little community group that I didn't know existed. Yeah, totally. I feel like if you find a couple people that have children like a few months or a year ahead of you and you really like your their style, like those would be the people to like hone in on. I'm thinking Taylor of like, like our little sisters are twins. There was these other twins in the area too that their parents always had a, like a rummage sale every summer. And like our mom went to that like every year and just like got so much stuff um, of cute like matching twin outfits or just the right sizes so this is like the electronic version of that if you found like yeah style yeah <laughs> i had another thought too when you were talking about just like the competitive nature of like these sales especially when it's like one of those people that you follow and wait for their sales it, it sounds to me really similar to that sense of urgency that I felt like when I've attended like other people's whatnot or like Poshmark live shows, yeah. especially like a few months ago or into it where you like just see an item and you like know the timer's going. And, you know, I think we've all, cause all three of us have been on the live shows, especially back in the fall where we all were yeah. probably like, you know, maybe impulse shopping a little bit there. <laughs> do you find it's the same with these sales? And then do you find yourself like guilty of the impulse shopping too? Totally. I'm, actually gotten a lot better at it um i have two boys now and luckily they were born very close month of the year they're almost exactly two years apart so they're able to we're able to reuse a lot of the clothes so that it works for us in the correct season but there have been a lot of times probably from like a couple of years yeah, you just start like in a rush of finding a good deal and beating other people to it and when they are having great bundling discounts, I'll like be like, oh, might as well throw that on for an extra like $8 or whatever it would be. So yeah, I've definitely found myself like buying more than what we need. But it is good to know that a lot of the brands that I'm buying are have great resale value. And if I get it home and I realize that it doesn't fit for us or it's like not working i can easily resell it on the same group that i bought it for and know that it'll people will want it definitely luckily since a lot of these groups are by brand it's like you kind of know what to expect with the items that you're buying if you're familiar, familiar. with that brand already yeah so that's yeah nice. and i feel like too like a lot of the a lot of the buy sell trade groups is that i found a lot of like small shop brands that we wouldn't be able to afford if we bought right from the website. And so buying them used was the best way for us to be able to still like own some of the brands, but not have to pay full retail price for. So kind of how I stumbled across a lot of the buy, sell, trade groups in these kind of higher end or small shop brands. So going back to the PayPal invoicing payment of it all, do people ever like flake once Mike has sent them off the invoice and kind of what do you do in that situation? Do you wait a certain amount of time before you say it's available again or how does that work? Yeah. So actually each group kind of has its own rules too on like requirements of 
as a buyer, when you claim that item, a lot of them say like you have to pay within an hour of receiving the invoice. Otherwise it could go to the next person in line that's claimed the item. Sometimes if someone's posting like on the East coast and it's already 10 o'clock at night, they might say like, is it okay if I wait when you invoice or whatever? And then the person is like, absolutely. So I haven't had anyone personally like flake out and not buy the item or pay for the item. But I have seen people message the group's moderators that are like asking for help on getting a hold of somebody or what to do in a situation where the person hasn't paid within that hour and there are people next in line, like what you should be doing. Mm -hmm. Each group does have like a few moderators that are helping. Gotcha. That's good that it hasn't really been too big of an issue. So like, if you're putting your email address in the comments, you're pretty, you're committed to buying this basically. At that yeah. Point, so <laughs> yeah. I've, I've also seen too, like if I'm buying an item and the person hasn't updated like tracking information for an item that I've purchased, um, that's like typically against the group rules too. And items have to be shipped out within so many days. Like I'm messaging the person and just being like, hey, did you have the tracking information just so I can make sure like I'm not missing the item or it didn't get lost. So I and then I've had it just one time where the seller was really flaky and just like didn't ship out any items and we had already all paid for them. So in that case, like the group moderator stepped in and was like, OK, everyone file a claim on PayPal and ask for a refund because you haven't received the item. And you, that was the one and only time that's ever happened to me, um, which I'm sure probably happens somewhat frequently, but I just feel like you have to be a little bit careful. <gasps> that would be like, oh my gosh, it's so scary to be her to return to the mob. If she ever joins, shows her face in the Facebook group again, she has a mob <laughs> after her. Yes. Yeah. Some, <laughs> some of them are like really intense, like different, questions that you're allowed to ask like as the buyer like when I first joined a couple different groups I didn't realize that like you had to wait for the seller to say they were open to offers before price comments so being like oh would you take $20 for this instead of like 25 that would like earn you a strike in the group and then the moderator oh. sends you a message <laughs> the There's moderator like an sends you a message yeah and they're like they're like pricing comments not allowed when the seller doesn't so then I just always wonder if like the moderators have like a uh, Excel spreadsheet going of like how many strikes are against you. <laughs> Some of them are like kind of intense like that, but they are just taking it really seriously. They are not getting paid at all. Okay. So then I, I have seen times now have some pretty big success with the sales. You sent me like pictures and you have almost like a Hulkin bag full of packages going out after a weekend of sales. In your experience, like how many items are you listing on these weekend sales? And like how many are selling? Are you selling out? Are there leftovers? Okay, so I'm usually on my selling weekends, I'll usually do probably a few a year, which I could be doing way more than that because like I said, we have a huge inventory of clothes, but I just like can't part with anything. It's so too soon. Someday, <laughs> yeah, someday I will like go through when we're for sure done having children and I will make more frequent sales 
but right now I do probably like four big ones a year where I'm listing probably close to a hundred items on my post. And yeah, my last one was really successful where I probably sold maybe 80 of the 100 items. Um, and that too is after I've cross posted the item across a couple different groups. That's kind of another thing that you can run into where you make your sales post on one group and then I could go within the next few minutes and share my sales post in another group that has similar brands or whatever it might be. So then I could be having multiple groups making sales. Yeah, you yeah. kind of have to then watch both to make sure yeah. like, you kind of keep them both updated. It's like you have it cross-listed on Poshmark and Mercari or yeah. something like that. Yeah, and then whenever it sells on Mercari, it's already sold on Poshmark, so you got to be careful. <laughs> yes, yes. So you do have to be careful because I have seen, or like as a buyer, I've gotten sad because I've claimed on an item. And then someone will be like, oh, sorry, this just sold on Crosspost. Oh, yeah. And then like, what a bummer. But yeah. that is the best way to to sell the most amount of items. So then at the end of the like weekend, if there was some items that didn't sell, do you just leave the post up or how does that work? Yeah, the post stays up. And then a lot of like the groups suggest that as the seller, you're taking screenshots of the people so that they can't go in and delete their item and delete that claim. That'd be like a um so then I like am screenshotting and um that's kind of what I then use to send to my helpful assistant Mike to create the PayPal invoices <laughs> I actually had it where like in the group you can go back like if you're searching for a specific item you can search in the group for that and then sales posts from like will still show up and that as a buyer where I've been like, oh, is this item still available? And they'll be like, yes, and get some more exposure on it. But I know a lot of people will just like continuously be posting like every weekend. You just know that like you're going to see this person sharing old inventory that you've already seen and some new inventory. A better way to do it than how I do it, which is just like sitting on the old inventory and like maybe bringing it into like once upon a child, like once a year. But I, I see a lot of people that are constantly making posts and trying to get rid of all of their old inventory too. No, I think the way you do it makes a lot of sense of just like kind of having a bin of all the items that you might list. And then every quarter you have that big sales weekend when you have some availability. So that totally makes sense to me. So do I, do people ever run like individual items or is it typically like these big bulk sales that you yeah, see so when you're scrolling through? Yep. I think it again, kind of depends on the group that you're in. Wow. Individual sales. Most of the ones I'm in do allow the individual sales posts. I think for for whatever reason, people just gain more traction and more like followers of these big, we call them like purge weekends or yard sale weekends. Um, <laughs> and that's another like weird terminology. Yeah, love it. <laughs> um, yeah. I think the first time that I told Taylor I was doing like this like yard 
sale weekend I felt like a total weirdo for saying that because <laughs> I was so confused like, but I love it yeah <laughs> yeah so I, I feel like you're just you're seeing more people that are following along when you're doing these large but there have been times where I've just like if an item um has is just coming through to our house and it totally doesn't fit one of the boys list it just that item by itself I already have that like top of mind know all of the information on it like it's just I bought it and now I'm trying to sell it um that's pretty easy to just do the individual listings too yeah I feel like that would be nice for like seasonal items like say if you bought like a winter coat for one of them and it like you knew it wasn't gonna work and you're like wanted to get rid of it before spring yeah yeah a good that would be a great example Awesome. Well, you answered so many of our questions about this whole Facebook buy, sell, trade group scene that we didn't really know much about. I guess our last question is, do you have, like, what are your favorite brands right now for kids clothes? Or like, what are some of the group kids brands that you think hold resale value well for this type of situation? So that's like another thing that I learned over my few years of when the kids clothes on our kids seeing what's held up really well. Um, typically these like more sustainable, like slow clothing, small shops that are once or twice a year. Um, they are like the higher brand, higher end retail brand ones. Riley and Crew, our favorites. Finn and Vince, are one of our favorites. Um, those items, again, are the ones that on their web, their retail price, is not one that we'd be able to afford but then that has great resale value we've been fortunate to be able to wear a lot of clothes that i know have had a great life before it came to us too um so i just feel like community kind of being in these small shop brands reselling and buying the items from years and years ago i know sometimes people will do the iso or in search of posts um, for like an item that would be from like 2016's drop or they're trying to find like a sibling set for something that they own from, you know, 2017. So I just think it's really cool that we're able to give like new life to all of these clothes for so many years after our kids are able to wear them. Um, but I've also just seen in general, like Zara sells pretty well. Um, that one has like a relatively lower retail cost still a great resale value because they hold up really well. Items that I've personally, you know, not had the best luck with would be like the Cat and Jack Target brand, some of the Carter's clothes, like some of those more like fast fashion or like more popular, bigger name brands. They just aren't made the same. So like you can see the pilling on their knees or the wash wear is really and that they're harder to get out with stains or whatever it might be. You maybe um, wouldn't be able to get like multiple kids through the same clothes in the same way some yeah. of the other brands are holding up. Yes, yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, I would say like by far our favorite are Kite Baby, um, which I was telling Maddie is kind of their headquarter down in Dallas area. And they have like a big warehouse sale that happens once a year, but that like goes crazy on these buy sell trade groups that people are like talking and excited about 
those and we've had really good luck buying on the website directly on like their Black Friday sale or whatever it might be. And then I'm getting like almost full resale value from what I bought on those boards or the Facebook groups. Little Sleepies is another one of our favorite jammy brands. They just really hold up well in the laundry. They stretch a lot. So like my youngest son, Rory, only almost five months old, he still can wear some zero to three size jammies. And in all of our other clothes, he's in like six or 12 month clothes already. <laughs> range. There's a wide range of like give yeah. to it, um, which I just think that like knowing that you can have an item that lasts that long and that you can wear that much, that is worth paying for in my opinion. Well, it's cool if you're buying it used and then you're able to basically get your money back on it. You're kind of like renting <laughs> in a way. Yeah, you are. Yeah. And especially like, obviously you as the seller just get to pick whatever prices you want to sell them at. So on the weekends that I'm doing large posts and selling a large amount of inventory, I'm doing a pretty like low cost that I'm selling them at. Um, where I've seen some people that don't have as much success, they're like listing the item ridiculously high, in my opinion, for it being a used item. Or you'll notice like they'll be like, oh, there's a hole in it or there's a stain on it, but I'm still going to sell it at basically retail. <laughs> yeah, then no one like is going to buy that. So you kind of have to be realistic and like setting your prices at a reasonable price so that people are going to want to buy them and you're going to want to Otherwise, you're just going to sit on sit on it for a long time, similar to like any, you know, Poshmark listings that you would have of non kids close to. Definitely. Yeah, I'm sure the more you're perusing these groups, you can kind of see the going rate for some of these items at the different condition levels as well. So yeah, yeah. And certainly like we still buy Cat and Jack clothes and Carter's brands. We just like we're not going to get anything out of it when we're going to resell them most likely, or it just won't last like even from our first son to our second son. Um, they just like, don't, they won't hold up quite as well. So it really like not nothing against anyone that wants to buy those brands or does buy those. We just found that the higher quality ones hold up better and then have that resale value, which for us makes sense. Yeah, we were talking about that kite baby warehouse sale. So I think Maddie, you have an assignment on your hands to like make an appearance at the next one and report I back. Know. You have you have to, Maddie. It's like so intense. They like just to see the tickets. craziness. People like go and like buy just ridiculous amounts that need, and then some of them are like hard to find prints that then they like resale, resell on the groups for a lot. And then people get really mad because they know that they bought them for like a really small <laughs> price. It's like very, very fun to watch. Yes, for sure. I know I was looking it up a little bit today and it seems like the pattern has been like October and then like March or April. So mm. I haven't seen like a date for this year yet or like tickets available yet, but I'm definitely keeping an eye on that. And yes, I watched a couple of YouTube videos of like, they kind of have like a corral of people 
It's kind of like the bins, to be honest. And they gave them all the big Ikea shopping bags. And then when your group gets released into the the area, these ladies are just running. And a lot of them have a baby strapped to their body. <laughs> and they're just grabbing stuff. This one girl I was watching bought $800 clothes at the, at yes. the sale. Which is crazy but yeah it does you gotta see it yeah i gotta i gotta see it up close and personal and uh get everybody's sizes down so i can try my best for us at the sale <laughs> yeah for sure <laughs> well awesome this was really informative on the facebook buy sell trade groups thank you so much shelby for joining us today thank you for having me i had a super great time Yes, we love having you on the podcast. And I know you've already got Maddie joining the groups now. She's probably going to become addicted. Like, <laughs> stay tuned for updates on Maddie's new shopping. <laughs> yep. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I have to add you guys both to a couple of these groups so that you can, like, yeah, you have this is going to be names. so fun for me. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, some people are, like, of how intense they are. Or, like, when you start seeing some of, like, the hard to find items. I don't know how big of a deal this is, but sometimes people will list the item as D-O-N-D, which means deal or no deal. Oh my gosh, what does that mean? (laughs) So then you have to like get offer and they'll be like, no deal. And then someone else will be like, (laughs) (laughs) they'll list their item and then I'll be like, so say I wanting to like buy it. I'll be like, okay, $20 back and be like, no deal, $25. And then they'll be like, no deal. And basically it's like a whole thing there. We're trying to get the top. People will do that with some like really hard to find highly sought after items. I've just like been amazed sitting. I never participate in. Yeah. I just am like amazed sitting and watching the amount of money that people will drop on like a pajama or like something like that that's oh my crazy. gosh that's hilarious <laughs> yeah. deal. i love the drama of it d-o-n-d <laughs> yep well thanks so much shelly love you guys thanks for having me love you okay bye thank yeah. you bye